Hello and welcome to New Zealand Super Rugby Squad's Hash Rugby Chat. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, and tonight I'll be talking about the New Zealand Super Rugby Team's squads. Uh, we'll also look at the players off to MLR. We'll have a quick chat about Saracens and the whole salary cap kind of thing. Uh, and also we'll be talking uh, about um, the European Champions Cup, the European Challenge Cup a little bit as well. So, Hi, I'm Paul the Guy Behind Driving Mall. I'm here every Monday night for with Hash. Sorry, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. with Hash Rugby Chat. You can also get it as a podcast as well if you prefer to listen rather than to watch. And cheers. Yes, I've got my Cab Merlot here for a little drink. So, um, what's going on at the moment? Um, the the uh, Heineken Champions Cup kicked off last weekend. Um, some interesting results. Saracens. Um, a loss at the weekend, and there's a lot of talk about Saracens are going to basically concentrate on the Premiership and not um, put any resources or put as little resources as possible towards the European Champions Cup. And again, I decided that that's uh, not a priority for them, which means that we've got a good chance of getting a new champion, um, or at least new from the last nine years. Over the last nine years, we've only had three winners. Saracens won it three times. Um, Toulon, who are in the Challenge Cup, have won it three times, um, and then Leinster have won it three times as well. So maybe they will get a new face, um, different than the last nine years. Uh, I think, which I think is good for rugby and good for the tournament. It keeps the old interest there. So look um, out for that. Uh, as I say, that will be um, uh, it will be interesting to see how that all uh, pans out. The Challenge Cup also kicked off, or what I like to call the Lottery Cup, because. From a picker's point of view, you never know how teams are going to treat it and whether they're going to treat it seriously or not. Good evening to everyone who is in the live chat. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Um, and yes, any questions or comments you want to put in there, please feel free to do so. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, I'll try and answer as many questions as we go along um, as I can. So Saracens have not asked for a review of their um, it's fine for breaching the salary for salary cap for three years, um, and they said it's for rugby and all that kind of reasons. And uh, yes, I can understand the um, why uh, people have decided to, uh, or why they have decided not to challenge it. It would call it could, could take months, um, which would be which would be very disruptive for rugby in the UK, but it also be very, very disruptive for them. They wouldn't know what target they were aiming for to, to avoid um, relegation. And having and being as they are, are now on minus 22 points uh, and 26 points behind Leicester Tigers, who are in 11th place, uh, you can see they've got an awful lot of catching up to do. If you take off the number of points that they've, uh, or that they've been de uh, deducted this season, of the last three seasons, they would not have been relegated in any of those um, years. So, look, they've got the squad, they've got the players um, to, to avoid relegation. Uh, and uh, I think that is what will actually happen. I know a lot of people are saying that they're going to be in a, they're going to be facing relegation at some point. Uh, and maybe it will come down to the last few weeks of the year. But, as I say, they have a very good record. Um, finishing basically the top two for the last um, several seasons. So you've got to say that they're unlikely to get relegated. So um, even though there is lots of talk that they have basically abandoned Europe um, as a real target this season, I think they could have fought on two fronts. I think they still can do. 
Um, obviously, losing in their opening game to Racing 92 hasn't helped. Um, and they have got, uh, who have they got next up? Uh, Ospreys this weekend. So they're going to win that one, um, whoever they put out, to be honest, because Ospreys have been an absolute mess this season, not helped by the fact that um, their, their existence was being called into question last year. So they they, they couldn't, uh, their difficulty planning and recruiting um, for this season. Uh, I know it was at least one player that, uh, uh, that was in their squad um, wouldn't uh, they couldn't guarantee him a contract? So he came over to New Zealand, uh, played over here uh, in some club rugby, and then got picked up by Leicester Tigers. So there, yeah, they definitely haven't been able to organise their squad as they'd want to. They've then been hit by lots of injuries, uh, which means that basically they're they're in a right old mess, unfortunately. Uh, so yes, um, all a bit um, bit there. Great to hear that the audio um, is going well. So. At the moment, for those of you um, who know me, uh, I'm up in Auckland uh, helping to paint a house uh, that, that I'm looking at uh, looking at selling, um, so that uh, yeah, get my life back on track. But um, which does mean we have got fibre tonight, which is good. So hopefully, we won't have any of the technical issues we've had for the previous years. Uh, so a lot of people have been asking though, how can Saracens now be under the cap if they weren't before? Well. What's basically happened is they've always been, from a club point of view, under the um, actual cap, uh, so which has kind of been interest. So which which is, is, is hasn't been a problem for them. The problem has been their co-investments between Nigel Ray, there, the owner, uh, and various players. Now, first off, there was an admin issue, or what they're calling admin issue, which meant that these weren't reported, uh, and that Saracens, the club entity wasn't aware of these. Now that's been fixed, uh, which also meant that they weren't um, reporting uh, uh, these uh, these co-investments to the salary manager. Um, what has been nice to see has come out uh, over last night, my time anyway, was Nigel Ray, a uh, statement from the club about from Nigel Ray, saying that uh, they, they recognised the mistake that they should have gone to the salary manager and checked and talked and discussed what they were planning on doing before they did it rather than just going ahead and doing it. And that's the reckless part of it. So hence, they, they, that's why they've been caught for, do, for being for reckless breach rather than a deliberate breach. Now, proving that they were deliberately trying to breach it is very difficult to do. Uh, and uh, so the only, so it really is that they have that. Um, so also say, look, the, 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 the panel acknowledge we didn't deliberately breach it. They acknowledge there's no proof that they deliberately breached it. Slightly different, slightly different, but they were definitely reckless at the very least, if not, if it wasn't deliberate. Um, so it's good to see that Saracens has actually come out and made a statement now saying that they realise they made a mistake, which is good because hopefully that means they'll learn from it and not do it again. Um, unfortunately, the um, the problem is that we've seen them uh, have problems with salary uh, caps or rumoured to have problems with salary caps before, uh, but um, obviously no one was actually mentioned in that one. People are saying, oh, well, look, we want to see the details now. Well, no, you're not going to see the details. But what Nigel Ray has said in his statement was that, look, the salary cap we were within, the bits that, was, that we're getting fined for is these co-investments. So basically, if they stop doing the co-investments or stop adding it to the co-investments, they don't have to unwind them, um, then they basically um, will automatically be back within the cap because the main payments are all within the cap. So um, so basically, the, the off book or the off Saracen's books on Nigel Ray's books um, payments uh, or investments have to stop and put some in, in the cap. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what response the players who have those arrangements with Nigel Ray feel like after this. 
with you're talking about your Vonipolas, um, uh, Wigglesworth, uh, Farrell, uh, those are the players. Um, there might be a couple of others, but um, so yes, but it looks like look, the, the basically Saracens thing they've decided to draw a line under it and move on um, from here. So, hope uh, fans. Uh, and commentators won't, let's be honest, um, but let's hope that they do. It should die down now over the next couple of weeks, you'd think, until we come towards the end of the season. Now, some people have suggested, hey, look, um, if Saracens manage to play well enough not to get relegated, then the team that's at the bottom should not be relegated. Well, then basically what you're saying is the team in the championship, most likely Newcastle Falcons, shouldn't get promoted, which is wrong. Now, look, however the table finishes at the end of the year, the bottom team has to get relegated. Simon does make a good point that um, if Saracens were to go ahead and win the Champions Cup, then they would have automatic qualify for the next season's Champions Cup. I think actually it's that the league gets an extra place and they get to choose how to allocate it and it's recommended it goes to the Champions. Um, so I think they could uh, basically allocate it elsewhere if Saracens were to get relegated and how they get around that issue of them being in the Championship Um and also qualifying for the Champions Cup, which would be a bit strange when the relegated team being in the Champions Cup would be a bit of a laugh. But there you go. That's how I think they would get rid of that. Jordan, you're quite right. Yes, I do have a better internet connection tonight. Um, so thank you. Um, glad to have you um, along um, as well. Uh, yep, nocturnal rights are there as well. And hey, Stephen, yourself. So let's have a quick look um, at the world rankings before we head into... Uh, talking about some of the transfer talk that's been happening. Obviously, the top 10 haven't changed. Those teams won't be playing each other. Or no, there'll be no, no games for the top 10 teams until um, the Six Nations next year at the earliest. But we still have had movements um, in the world rankings. So congratulations to Hong Kong, who have uh, jumped, 30, uh, sorry, jumped three places from 24th to 21st in the uh, global rankings. Um, and... Um, LTU, ooh, Lithuania, I think, maybe, um, for that one, who have dropped from 40th down to 44th. So the big movers this last week in the uh, in, in the whole standings. One team that, so a couple of teams that are in there is that Hong Kong um, have uh, leaped above teams like Canada and Namibia, who um, obviously were in the Rugby World Cup um, and didn't get to play each other unfortunately. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Hong Kong has now jumped above those two teams who were at the World Cup. So that's obviously a good sign for Hong Kong, which I know have got a professional, um, have contracted all their uh, international players, all, all, all their, uh, yeah, all their national players um, and are looking to do, to do that. Next up, let's have a look at some of the players um, that are going to be in Major League Rugby. Um, next year uh, and we'll head over at some let's get my face out of the way and look at some of the interesting uh, transfers so rugby atlanta or atl uh, are a new team in major league rugby hence you've not seen any players on the way out there um, and they've had let's be honest some fairly modest um, signings in there harley davidson from uh, glendale raptors is a good signing he's been uh, been playing well for them and there's a splattering of other players from major league um, teams um, so our so saracens are uh, just just asking in there are saracens accepting that um, they cheated uh, uh, saracens are accepting the findings and the fine yes they are no longer going to appeal the matter ask for a review or, or appeal the matter um, they're going to pay the fine uh, and take the points hit is what they've said they're going to do 
Um, so yes, yeah, so a number of teams and a couple of players over in there, uh, Canadian players back from uh, some from teams in the in the U, uh, in England. But so yeah, Harley Davidson's were the highest uh, profile signing there. The Austin Herd now, who used to be called Austin Elite, so they've changed their names. We've got a couple of teams uh, that have changed their names um, in this one. You can see it's quite a long list there of players uh, on the way out. Um, looking at the players that have come in, um, Frank Alai is probably one of the names that most people, uh, probably the most famous name there. Um, but uh, a couple of players over, or one player in there from uh, Fiji Drua or from the uh, NRC, uh, and a couple of other players moving around. But Frank, um, Roland um, Suniula, a bit of a surprise there. He's been with Seattle for the, from, from the beginning, so I've moved, uh, and I thought his family were up there as well. Um, so he's also moving down uh, to, to Austin. Austin Elite had a really tough time last season, so they renamed themselves the, the Herd. Where we've got um, the Colorado Raptors, better known as Glendale Raptors last year, uh, and historically now, again, um, a bunch of players uh, are out back here. Uh, players like Sean Davies, um, Will McGee, who you might have heard from at the Rugby World Cup. Harley Davidson, I've already talked about um, moving out. So quite a few people there. But looking at some of these players coming in, Digby Awani, wow. There's um, a, 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 a blast and pass. Rennie Ranger um, also in there. Now a player who's suffered with lots of injuries. There's a bit of talk him going to um, the Crusaders. Uh, this season, but it looks like he's off to um, to, to the USA. Um, Thomas Qu um, Quaylin um, as, as as well um, as coming in at, at fly half. So some interesting um, signings in there. Um, the uh, I'm not Zembi Tabata, um, probably a um, and a couple of um, people from probably from the uh, what do you call it from, from the French academies um, and down here um, as well. They're also picking up a couple of players from um, from Australia, sorry, from New Zealand's um, uh, minor ten cup, which is why you're looking at the Bay of Plenty, looking at trying to get themselves a global rapid rugby team, um, which would fit also in this one as um, as, as well. So, but um, Nick Boyer or, um, was, was a good player for Legion, um, but Digby Wani uh, and Rennie Range are going to be obviously the, the two guys who are going to be uh, getting in the limelight. Another couple of players, let's be honest, towards the end of their career or even past or at the end of their career, uh, if they were in New Zealand um, or, or Australia. Uh, but so it'll be interesting to see what, um, I think there'll be more use off the pitch and it'll be the professionalism that they'll bring um, rather than actually getting that much game time out of them. Um, but a couple of interesting players there. Um, old Glory DC and a new side for Major Rugby. They'd have an exhibition season last season, which is why you'll see there's a player there um, who ha um, has left. Um, looking down here, what they've done, um, um, Danny um, Tusitala from, from Auckland, uh, bleached hair, had a chat with him um, during the Mighty Cup season, uh, has, uh, has come over. And Jason Robertson, so they've got themselves a couple of players from the Mighty 10 Cup, but on the whole, if you look at this um, from the Sabercats, from um, Austin Elite, Seattle Seawolves, Glendale Raptors, Houston Sabercats, they've got themselves some players in here who've got Major League Rugby experience, um, which is what they're going to need uh, this season. Let's be honest, being one of the expansion teams. Now, at least they've had that exhibition season. Um, the uh, ATL, Rugby ATL, or it's, uh, the Atlanta team hasn't. Um, 
but it's going to be yeah that's uh, not the big names here for for old glory and i don't think these uh the expansion is going to have that many big um, names that we would recognize necessarily um, moving around um quick down here on on houston obviously Leicester tigers might recognize zach godfrey let's Tiger fans from there um we've got uh, again more players from um tab Chol uh, tim calderwall um boyd williams from the uh, from the my cup as well um heading over there to houston um they've lost players like paul mullen who was going to be a big loss for them at some at, at prop um so but again not big big signings and we have to get down to the uh uh, when we get, we get down to New York, you'll see that we'll have some some down there. New England Free Jacks, again, another team that is an expansion side but had an exhibition season last season. And again, another team that's reached out to Hawks Bay um, for 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 the My Ten Cup for, for 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 a player, Liam Steele from Bay of Plenty as well. So bringing lots of uh, experience over from here, and then also again having a look around those sort of Austin um mainly uh players uh from, from within major league rugby there um i think the free jacks had a pre uh, had an okay team already squad for that exhibition season so they'll, that's that's how they've gone new orleans gold one of the more settled sides as you can see there um cullen um Colopi from from uh, from the sharks um Carmeyer from dragons um their top two guys there nothing too um big names but when we get down to rugby united new york here we are matthew bastereau has come over for a season um, from toulon um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he goes um cormac daly from connaught as well um, is in there uh, but yeah bastereau is going to be the probably the headline uh or is the headline transfer of this season now see how uh, he'll be obviously um or probably uh, pairing up with ben foden uh, the ex England international in that midfield. Um, so Rooney, yes, going to have a team. So if, if they can get a platform, they're going to have some players there who can cause some damage. Even though that's uh, Bastro had a very had a preseason game with one of the French teams. I've gone blank, so it was now um, playing number eight. Um, so yeah, maybe someone that uh, he might get some 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 time in the back row. We'll see. If we then look at um, San Diego Legion. Whilst Bastro might be the highest profile one, there's perhaps some in here um, that are actually going to be more interesting for Legion. Dominic Day um, used to be part or used to help run the uh, I've gone blank. Oh, the um, the Players Association, Rugby Players Association in the UK as part of that. So obviously a man who knows uh, will where sort of offer a lot of advice and help around the tide. Stefan Armitage, previous um, European Player of the Year, Marnonu. Um, down here as well over 100 caps for the all blacks san diego have gone out shopping a bigger time <laughs> if you look at that um luke burton also from Biritz. so again players playing at a high level um so it'll be interesting to see stephen armitage's contract terminated hmm, hang on for a moment see whether he's actually still there um but so uh, yeah you've got uh, so so san diego legion clearly looking at going one better uh, than they did last season when they made it to the final um, and lost out to Seattle Seawolves. Uh, so, um, but Chris Eves also in there. Now, I thought he was there last season as well, or was he at one of the other MLR teams? Um, this is from the Hurricanes, though. So, um, yeah, they've got themselves together a, a number of decent players um, here for 
uh, for, for San Diego uh, and look out for them, I say, to try and go one better next season. Seattle, two times reigning champions. Um, again, they've gone out and got some decent players. Look, from the Cheetahs, the Greek House, a couple of guys from, from South Africa, um, Counties Manukau. So again, they've, uh, Bedford Blues, Ulster, all these guys are coming in with professional rugby experience at a decent level. Shaw Bedford Blues is the second tier in 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 in, um, in England, but Ulster top tier uh, in Ireland. Um, Cheetahs and Grick has um, in that top or middle or, or, or second tier in South Africa. So look, some decent decent players there. That um, that's Tim Mitchell was, um, was 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 actually was there last year. Then he went back to counties and then has come back. So yeah, some um, I think I've got an interview with Tim on the channel somewhere, so you can check that out. Toronto Arrows again, a new um, the uh, obviously the Canadian side, um, and obviously bringing in back some Canadian players, uh, and if perhaps not got the high profile or the quality of the signings of some of the other um, countries. To be honest, Utah Warriors, um, Utah always had a very um, uh, sort of Pacific Island feel um, to them, um, and uh, so uh, and here we've got Fijians and Tongans. And Samoan or joining um, the side, so unsurprisingly, um, there and that they've gone out to that side. Then also a bunch of young Americans from university, um, so it looks like they're building for youth upwards, um, which is good for, for Utah. I wouldn't expect them to go to, uh, to, 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 to challenge that far into this tournament, to be honest with you. But interesting seeing players like Bastaro, Nonu, um, Dominic Day. Um, perhaps not as high profile as others, but I say he's played a lot. He's come from Saracens. He's played a lot of um, high level um, rugby. Uh, the um, a few of these other players trying their hand here. Some of them, um, when you look at some of the minor ten cup players, um, they aren't actually that old. So it's not just guys going towards the end of their careers. It's some of the guys who are earlier in their careers as well. Um, taking those extra skills across, but expect a step up for Major League Rugby next year because, as I say, they have there are some interesting signings there. Um, I'll just keep be keeping a track of it. Also, we're going to have a conference, an East and West conference next year, um, as they expand with their three new teams. I think it is. Um, so, uh, so yeah, expect. Oh, is it four new? We've got, we've got anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, a bunch of new teams as well. So, all really looking forward to how Major League Rugby goes forward. Now, it all looks good. It all smell. It all looks like it's smelling of roses. Uh, now there are have some been some rumours that one of the teams is thinking is is is, is considering folding, and that three of the teams haven't have haven't paid their funds for this season. I heard that a, a while back. Now, um, so uh, perhaps everything isn't. Look, it's a new league. They're, they are going to have hiccups along the way. It isn't going to be plain sailing the whole time. Um, but on the whole, it is heading in the right direction. Um, but I would expect there to be some negative news. At some point in this, isn't going to say isn't going to be perfect um, the whole way. Right then, folks, time to have a look at. He says, "There we go." At the New Zealand um, squads, how they've changed things up, um, and um, what we might see from um, from those teams. Let's kick off with the Blues, as we'll do it and do it in alphabetical order. Let me know your thoughts in the live chat for those of you that are with me um, around this one. But um, you've got to say, uh, the uh, the Blues losing a bunch of experience, but less once they didn't actually um, in in players um, like um, we've got sort of Nanai, Sonny Bill Williams, Nonu, um, Michael Collins has been there for quite a while. 
Augustin Pulu, uh, All Black Sevens player. Um, Scott Scrafton has been there for a few years. Uh, yeah. So using, I'd say, a bunch of players who, uh, a bunch of experience from this uh, from this squad. Is that a bad thing? Maybe not for the Blues as they haven't actually performed that well. So perhaps there is need a, a bit of a clear out. The problem is, though, is some of those players who have gone, have the right people gone? Has Was Matt Moulds the right person to go? Were they better off? At, were they better keeping um, James Parsons? Or did they let the wrong one go and, and, and keep the wrong person? That is open to question. Um, so, yeah, Kurt Eklund um, coming from Bayer Plenty obviously had a good season there. Uh, with, so so that, that, that's going to be an interesting one. James Tucker coming in, uh, a player that a lot of people in Waikato thought should have got a Super Rugby contract last season. Um, and he will definitely be bring a bit of mongrel um, to this side. Um, and whilst it might look like they've only got Yakuri Iwani, um, remember Hoskins uh, Satutu finished the season at number eight for the Blues, um, playing very well. So, look, it's going to be a decent pack, um, but they're going to be reliant on various um, players. They need Carl Twinokapi and offer Tongafasi to step up and really um, provide that solid scrummaging, which perhaps was missing um, at times um, last year. Uh, so, right says, yeah, big carb is key for the Blues um, when he got his conditioning. And it's, there's got to be some of the, some question marks around the conditioning that we're seeing from the Blues. Because, look, Carl didn't look great. And we've also had um, uh, Akiriwani also looking tired. Um, uh, and, and out on his feet towards the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, it might not be the playing staff that need to alter it. Um, the Blues There's so much getting that um, that conditioning better. A bit surprised that Jordan Trainer um, has been dropped, to be honest. And interesting to see Stephen Pirafetta down as a fullback rather um, than a fly half. Obviously, he can play there as well. But with Bowden Barrett, Terry Black, Harry Plummer, um, and even Jack... Um, Hayton in there as well. That's a lot of uh, a lot of talent at first five at um, in, that, in that ten jersey. Rico Iwani, lots of talk about him moving in to the centres. Um, bit of surprise that Levi Amua didn't get a signing, get a contract, but they've gone, then gone and signed Joe Marchant, who from from England, who was here for a season. Now, great experience for Joe Marchant, but um, yeah, got to feel a bit sad for um, Levi Amua there. With the loss of um, Melani and Nani, uh, with Caleb Clark away with the sevens, we're looking at a pretty thin um, or, or, or very new uh, back three uh, amongst these players. Obviously, Jared Page in there. Um, Jordan Highland had a good season with the Highlanders and obviously with, from Northland um, as well. Noah had a great, had a really good season with Bay of Plenty, picked up a hat trick in one of the games from memory. Um, and Mark Tillis, there's, 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 there's some quality there. It's are they going to be able to to um, to harness them? Uh, but getting that conditioning right, not getting distracted by the fact that Bowden Barrett's going to arrive halfway through the season, those I think could be key things for um, this side, more than the actual necessarily the names that are coming or going. Coming down to the Chiefs, um, and in some ways the most important name isn't amongst the players, but it's amongst the coaches, isn't it? Colin Cooper replaced by Warren Gatland, um, is going to be uh, key for them. Uh, I, I didn't actually see it myself, but uh, I had a coffee with a mate this morning who said that the uh, there were 10 or so Chiefs players out training today, including um, players 
like Dane McKenzie and Sam Kane um, as well. So some players. So interesting that uh, that already um, out on that um, uh, on the pitch. Nocturnal rights. I still think the halves are weak point for the Blues. Yeah, scrum half is definitely going to be a weak point for them. And um, say how much will Burden Barrett play? We'll have to wait and see. Um, so interesting that they're already out there uh, running around. Um, so so we yeah, will see uh, whether that was was, was that a, was that a leadership group that got together, um, or was that some sort of early pre-season uh, fitness testing? We don't um, obviously don't know. Uh, Kane Hames has uh, called it a day. We we pretty much expected that as he didn't uh, had to, uh, we didn't see him all last season, uh, which is a real shame that yeah that injury um, has got the um, uh, the better of him. Um, it's good to see. Uh, interesting to see if Samasoni gets a bit of a run out, has been playing well for, for Waikato. His arrows sometimes can be a bit dodgy. Um, but they, obviously the other person they're going to miss um, big time is Broder Italic, who is taking that sabbatical. You can say in the locks, they are perhaps looking a little bit light with Alois Ardron um, and uh, McQuaylen being joined by uh, Arcoy, um, because remember that um, Allardyce, um, was it, yeah, Allardyce or sorry, or Ardron, one of those two, anyway, spent quite a lot of time playing at eight last season. So, um, yeah, got to be a little bit worried about that. Um, Mitch um, Jacobson is uh, has returned to Waikat, has returned, uh, will be playing club rugby, so he's not going to be um, far away. But um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he comes back as well. He played, uh, played had a really good, a really good uh, uh, Cup. Obviously, being overshadowed by his brother Luke Jacobson, who were looking at um, looking at pass, uh, looking at pushing on. With Sam Kane, Luke Jacobson, Mitch um, Latchon Bashir, the uh, six and seven, they have, pardon me, got plenty um, uh, about them. I just my, my main question mark is going to be around that the locks and number eight. Uh, as to whether they've got that there for, for their forwards. Going into the um, uh, in, in, into the backs, obviously, with Triple T and Brad Webber, they're absolutely fine uh, in the scrum half. Aaron Cruden and, and Caleb Trask, Trask coming in. So two guys, Caleb Trask had a really good season with Bay of Plenty. Um, with Ty and Falcon there, that's going to free up Damon McKenzie to play at 15. Um, let's be honest. Um the um, so you just could see yeah Dylan, Dylan Nell then um, to suggesting maybe he'll 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 come into that um, eight rail role as a ball carrying eight maybe we'll have to see um, but um, yeah it's you've you've uh, um, with have got plenty of experience or, or well Aaron Coon brings experience Ty Falcon and Caleb Trask bring young exuberance into that first five eight. Plenty of um, good uh, play at the scrum half. So they're going to be led around the field fine. Um, interesting to see that uh, Nankerville has stuck around. Um, and that also, um, when looking at this list, you've got Balin Sullivan um, in there as a as a centre and uh, Quintapire as an outside, as a winger. I think they've got those two the wrong way around. Quintapire generally plays at 13 and Balin Sullivan has generally played at the wing um, for uh, for Waikato's, but with Ledger, Antoinette Brown, Manu, Nankerville, and Quintapire, they've got some serious power uh, or serious strike power in that um, in that centre. 
partnership. Um, and then you look at the backs, um, the uh, with um, I say we're, we're probably not going to see Sam Nickel that much at fullback. Then we're going to see uh, Damian McKenzie mainly there, but in Sean Wainui, um Sean Stevenson, uh, Nani Satoro, um, they've got some guy, uh, and Solomon Amalo. They've got players who have all proven themselves at this level. Um, uh, Kenny Naholo, well, he uh, we're going to see how he how he is. I've not seen much of him to be honest. He's been playing at Taranaki for the past couple of seasons. I have been trying to keep an eye on him. The problem is he's been injured the whole time. Um, younger brother of um, Waisaki Naholo, um, and I have seen him play occasionally, but I've seen him much more in a moon boot than I have actually seen him playing, which is a real shame. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. Um, but yeah, you've got to say that squad with a coach like Warren Gatland really could go places. Um, and it, I think there's a lot of people excited in Hamilton uh, for, for, for next season. Looking at the Crusaders, well, generally the side that has the mo that is the most stable has the fewest number of people coming in. Um, and uh, But having lost players like Owen Franks, and Tim Perry, Ben Fennell, they've lost some experience there uh, and, and depth. But um, you've got to say uh, they've got uh, quality players uh, in, in that front row. Uh, losing Sam Whitelock, um, their captain, and also um, a lock is a big loss for them. But when you look at that and go, hey, they've still got Scott Barrett, Mitchell Dunshay, uh, Luke, Marano, Luke Romano um, and Quinton Strange in there being joined by Grace. Uh, those four players that, I've, that first of all I mentioned there are all quality operators at this level. Really no problems at all. Losing Jordan um, Tafua, Matt Todd and Kieran Reid. Again, it's just about more leadership is going um, at that point. Honest, Matt Todd's been around forever. Kieran Reid also there. But with Fetu Douglas, they've got a good eight. Um, perhaps some question marks around depth. Um, but the real, real, the real problem is going to be that replacement for Matt Todd um, and um, Billy Harmon, I think ex under twenties captain. Um, we're looking at looking at for him to really step up um, in that role. Ethan Blackadder was playing really well uh, in that six jersey. So uh, yeah, I don't expect much of a drop off there. Mitchell Hunt's headed off, but hey, he's gone because he's behind Richard Wanger, and it's time for Brett Cameron. Let's be honest, to step forward, uh, young player, young promising player. Didn't get many opportunities last season. Um, and then from there onwards, uh, Tim Bateman um, and uh, Ryan Crotty um, have left. But hey, you've got Jack Goodhue um, and Braden Enor can play in there uh, outside centre as well. Um, so there's plenty of players or options in there if a lot of it is fairly raw with those three players coming in. Let's say, I think you might see Braden Enor in there. Um, and... Uh, yeah, David Havili also can play in the centre as well, kind of at fullback there with Will Jordan able to play at fullback. Uh, yeah, they're going to be there or thereabouts again from the Crusaders. Um, we uh, uh, will have to wait and see. Interesting comment there by John Clark. It feels like we lost more All Blacks this time around than we did after the 2015 Rugby World Cup. Maybe, but the ones after the 2015 Rugby World Cup were all dead cert starters with over 100 odd caps. When you think about it, when you, you look at McCaw, Carter, Nonu, um, Conrad Smith uh, all disappeared, uh, as did the Woodcock, the uh, Milamu. So he lost a lot of experience after 2015. So I'm not sure that, that uh, we can say it's much worse this time around. But looking, looking that side by um, from from the Crusaders, uh, yeah. My only question mark is around pulling that seven jersey. Everything else looks like it's ticking along just fine um, down there in Christchurch. Looking at the Highlanders, now this is one where. I am a lot more concerned about this team. 
Um, they're losing players in just about every position um, uh, down there. Uh, and by losing Ben Smith, he has been the heart and soul of this team for a long time. Um, obviously, an Otago boy. Um, but losing someone like Tura Lomax, um, I think, is going to be a um, uh, is, is going to be a big loss for them. Um, uh, in, 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 in the props, um, again, um, losing Tom Franklin, Jack, Jackson Hemipo, especially Jackson Hemipo, another big loss for them. You look at the the players have got there: Perry, Perry Parkinson, um, the, uh, yeah, the, the Jack Wetton. Okay, there's some okay players there, but uh, yeah, not much, um, not a lot of experience in those yeah, in, in, in those positions. Again, losing Luke Whitelock. Um, Elliot Dixon, Liam Squire. We're looking at three guys there who, again, a lot of experience, a lot of leadership in there. And Terry Bay Nicholas played really, um, played really uh, well um, for Wellington. But again, um, is and, and Jesse Parate um, is, is, is a kind of useful squad player. But you look at that list, Frizzell, Dylan Hunt have really going to have a lot of work, a lot of load on their shoulders. And we only see see a lot of leadership come out of them, and also James James Lynch's um, as well. Obviously, the place where they're stacked is at um, scrum half. Um, Fakhtarva has looked really good for um, Hawks Bay, um, and um, uh, and Aaron Smith obviously is absolute quality um, as well. So two players, yeah, there's no no problems in there. Going to fly half, it's Joshuani. Uh, it's going to be his show, isn't it? It's your teammate, off you go. Um, and then with Mitchell Hunt and Gatland, one of them, uh, probably Mitchell Hunt mainly coming off the bench, and Gatland, you've got to say, probably heading overseas um, at some point. Dan Holland's head, perhaps been a little bit unlucky with injuries, uh, uh, to, so which probably why he didn't get himself back in um, to this um, as well. Into the centres, again, you're losing experience in Buckman and Fadders. Um, Gregory had a really good season at Northland, so not surprised to see him getting a, getting a slot. But with Thompson and Tomkinson, um, and Amanga Jensen and Torring and Walden, there's a good set of players there. The problem is finding the two that are going to be the leaders uh, in that, because I think it's a, a bunch of players there who have promised, but not necessarily nailed it down um, consistently. Rob Thompson two seasons ago was great. Last season um, struggled a bit. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what's going to happen um, in there? And then you come to your back three, losing um, Tavita Lee, Naholo, Ben Smith. Arguably, your starting back three. Uh, they had to play Fadders on the wing at times and, and other centres on the wing last season. So really, not a surprise. We've got um, five back three players um, coming in here. Um, Nariki from Otago, really exciting person. Not sure if he's away with the sevens but he yeah absolute uh, really exciting player for otago really looking forward to see him at playing but um chris kurandrani from the counties well a he's not a fullback he's a winger um so he's in the wrong spot hit spot here but to me looked promising pre-season didn't deliver much during the season um so really a bit worried uh, yeah about some of the recruitment here for for highlanders i think they're going to struggle but we say that about them quite a lot well, here is a team with lots of players who um, we don't recognise the names of or aren't big names, 
but um, they tend to, to put it together. Aaron Major, uh, Major though, has got a massive job on his hands with them. Into the Hurricanes, and well, um, lost a couple of players, uh, Tamanga Allen, Eves. Um, what Eves going to San Diego Legion is probably more uh, about him not getting a super contract, in all honesty. Um, uh, Ross uh, had a good season for Bay of Plenty. He'll be available if they want to, um, if he hasn't retired. He was talking about, he wasn't sure he was going to continue next year or not. Um, but Toby Smith has. But bringing in Lomax, that's a really good um, signing. Um, Scott Scrafton from the Blues, get a bigger player in. That's, that, that's going to be useful because your Liam Mitchells um, quite often plays six, but a lightweight um, lock, uh, but a, a really good guy and a, and a decent player as well. But they're going to need yeah, that weight up front to get that platform. Um, and let's be honest. Hayden Bedwell Curtis went through a lot of work from the last season, so that's going to have to be replaced. Um, but if you look at players like um, Karifi, Fafita, Evans, uh, also you got Princep and Ardis Surveyor, sorry, Ardis Surveyor, Karifi, Evans. They're a really decent um, back three with Fafita um, and Princep in there to, to replace it. So look, there's quality there. The real question is, can that front five, which hasn't changed that much, Lomax, really good signing, but apart from him, not much change there. Can they get that platform? Uh, and that's always been the question mark around them. Finley Christie and Richard Judd have um, both um, headed off, but Jamie Booth, what a great signing, to be honest. Um, uh, played really well for the Sunwolves, um, was one of the few um, shining lights for Manoa 2 this season. Uh, he, he'll be a great backup to um, TJ Perinara. Uh, and they're going to need two really experienced um, scrum halves because they're going to have a really inexperienced fly half, half outside Mullet in that 10 jersey. But Bowden Barrett, he's the big loss for this team. Jackson, um, you've got Golden Bashup, James Marshall, Fletcher Smith. Will, which one of those is going to... Um, uh, which one of those is going to be able to um, tie down um, that number 10 jersey. You'd hope it would be um, Fletcher Smith, but um, we will have to see um, about that. Um, and um, But so, uh, yeah, you'd hope the young guy would. Matt Proctor's gone, fine. But you've got Lamappi, um, Tuala, Amanga Jensen. You've also got Asso, Billy Proctor, um, who obviously promises much with that big contract he's got. Jordy Barrett would like to play in the centres. Um, Wes Hooson, Ben Lamb, um, and Chase Tiatia. I mean, look, you've, this back line, if given the right platform, should score lots and lots of points. The question is, will that front five stand up? Um, and will that first 5-8 be able to unleash these backs? Because there are, as I say, lots of points in them. So there you go. I'm concerned about the Highlanders. Um, I'm not that sure about what the Blues are going to do but the Chiefs look really tasty. The Crusaders will be as good as they've always been. And the Hurricanes, well, they um, could, uh, if they get the platform instead, they could uh, also have the makings of a championship team as well. So three sides to be really excited about in the New Zealand Conference, I think. Two bit more question marks um, around them. Are there unlucky players to miss out? Yes, there are. I mean, Amua. 
uh, is one of those uh, in the centres, um, and with, with with Marshall getting that uh, uh, that slot over on loan from the UK, um, it's really going to be. I'm, I'm really interested to see him play, but I can see how Amur would be a little bit upset. Um, let's be honest. There was lots of talk going into the week that this happened that there was going to be a Saracens player coming to um, the Crusaders. We haven't seen that happen. Looking at the list of players coming in, so uh, in, so knows if something if I get a mid-season thing or if there's an injury, um, we'll have to wait and see. Or maybe the whole salary cap thing has changed the picture of what Saracens were going to allow or release a player. Um, to them um, but so uh, yeah any player that's obviously gone back to um, the my 10 cup level and it doesn't and hasn't got the super contract you're going to feel uh, it, it's tough on them um, and what they're going to do uh, but um, yeah you've got to say uh, yeah Moore's the one big one I think has um, has missed out so thank you everybody um, for watching been a great show as always uh, don't forget next Tuesday at 10, 8 p.m. and also tomorrow night at 8 p.m. I'll be joined by Stephen Harris as we go over the All Blacks depth chart um, in that one. And um, yeah, hopefully things are returning back to normal, even if I don't have internet connection still in my home in Hamilton. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get things back to normal uh, and running um, pretty sweet.